0: got to that stage where we often do in our 40s right we start to seek what's next you know is this all there is is there more of me to give am i really performing at my peak level
1: life is not linear it's a magnificent dance that invites us to be more than we can imagine but that doesn't mean growing is easy i'm george colantis and welcome to tough transitions In this podcast, I'll share stories from my own life and the stories of others so you can fully accept yourself and rewrite the way you see the world to stop holding yourself back from your best self and your extreme power. This is your path. Your life is unfolding exactly the way it was intended. Learn how to connect your heart, listen to your voice, and free yourself from limitations and expectations so you can claim your true unlimited potential. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Tough Transitions. I'm George Colantis, and I am stoked to be back in the recording studio. I'm stoked to be back writing. I'm stoked to be back coaching and all of the things. It took a few weeks off to spend time with my little one. We went skiing. We had a lot of fun. And, you know, seeing her eyes light up when she hit her first blacks and blues and did all these amazing things, it really lit me up inside. And it reminded me about what life is about experiences and memories that will go on forever and speaking of that today i have an amazing guest for you april petui and april is someone who understands the importance of your story in this podcast we talk about what it all means to own your story because april is someone who's passionate about helping people unlock their story within so they can own it speak it and share it with others and it doesn't matter who you are your story holds a powerful message and it means something to someone. April is someone who has spent 25 years in the world as a career journalist, a video producer, writer, now she's an author, she's a speaker, entrepreneur, mom, wife, all of the things, and she knows how to help you make sense of your story. And she knows how hard it is too. Today, we really get down to how to find the key points of your story, what it has to do with your journey, and where you struggle along the way, and really how to see that your story can help you thrive, and that within your struggle, lies an amazing story waiting to be told. So get ready to take some notes, sit back and understand really what your story means and that your life is unfolding the way it was intended to if you trust your path and you trust your story. Before we get into today's podcast, wherever you're listening to this, if you could leave us a review, Apple's, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is, let me know what you think of the podcast and then tag us on Instagram, share this, that way we can interact with you. And also the more reviews I get, the more people we can get on this podcast to help you really tap into your true potential. Let's get into today's conversation with April. Welcome back to another episode of the Art of Tough Transitions today. It's not another solo cast. Actually, I have an amazing guest and we're going to dive into why your story is important. How to tell a story, even if you don't have a traumatic event, and really how to use your own story to an advantage to show up to the world as your most authentic self. April. Welcome. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you, George. Thank you for having me. I'm always loving talking with you because we we can riff on storytelling for a while, so I'm excited about it.
1: yeah, it's it's so interesting because I never thought that my story really mattered in life up until a few years ago. I was like, ah, I'm just a marine. you know, it's just a story. It's all good. And now, in retrospect, I'm like, actually, it's a pretty powerful thing to have into your life. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. And I think a lot of people are running around like you were thinking, Oh, I don't really have a story. Or, you know, my story isn't that important. Or, you know, why would anyone else care about my story? I hear that a lot. And, you know, once you realize the power of your own story, it can really change a lot of things in your life, as it's done for you, you know, you went and wrote a book I means huge.
1: Yeah. Same. So let's talk about that a little bit more later now. First, I want to ask you about, you know, how you came to create light beamers and really what it means to you in the world and how you really started to cultivate this action of using story to someone's advantage and to help them live authentically.
0: Great. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory because the backstory I feel like is important. My career for, you know, most of my adult life, I will just say, I had a really fantastic career, started out as a news journalist. So I worked at a TV station and was a reporter and an anchor. And I um, really kind of cut my chops that way on storytelling and going out and interviewing people and getting the story and definitely things from like police shootings and murders to human interest stories that actually, I felt like were more people centric and interesting. Um, I translated into video producing and I continue to work with people and brands and helping them tell their stories and I did that for a good 20-25 years of my career. And. There got to be a point where a couple of things happened early on in my career is especially when I was doing news, when I was going out and chasing fire trucks and police cars and all of those things and chasing those types of stories. There was something inside of me at that time at a very young age, this is the very beginning of my career that I realized, gosh, we're we're telling the wrong stories, you know, like we're really telling the wrong stories on the six o'clock news. I didn't really have the power to change that, you know, at 28 years old. Um, But I did have the power of choice and I decided to leave that business at truly a very uh, promising time in my career. People thought I was crazy for walking away from that business because it is a business that you literally have to claw your way into. And I had done that and I was on the rise. I was getting promotions. I was moving up the ranks, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, I wasn't happy with the type of storytelling I was doing. And so I went and found other ways to put my efforts forward and help businesses and brands and people tell better stories. About seven years ago, I kind of was at a stage in my life. I had young children. I kind of had been there and done that. I had done a lot of really great things in my career. And I got to that stage where we often do in our 40s, right? We start to seek What's next? You know, is this all there is? Is there more of me to give? Am I really performing at my peak level? And I started asking those questions, I think because I was just restless, I was getting bored. Um, the types of projects that i were I was taking on, I'd done a bajillion times. and while they were wonderful and great and I was meeting wonderful people, I think it was just that restlessness inside of me that got me asking those questions. And so when I started asking those questions, a lot of my answers were like, well, no, there, there is more that I could be giving. There's so much more that I'd, I would like to go do in my career and with my, with my knowledge and with my talents. And when I started imagining what that looked like, you know, again, seven years ago, I looked out on social media and I just, I I saw the climate there. And I thought, gosh, that's an area where I think I could really affect change because we have a free open source media platform. At literally, you know, at our fingertips on our phone, and people are using it wrong. You know, in my eyes, they were using it all wrong. They were telling all the wrong stories. And I thought, gosh, you know, what if I could go and actually teach people how to really tell good stories and tell stories that were truly going to be impactful, that were going to incite positive encouragement, incite change. Uh, be, be good to the newsfeed. It like, we would scroll social media and feel good instead of feeling bad. Right. And obviously there's still a lot to work, a lot to work to do, but I, I saw that I actually could create change there. And there was a big piece of me that really wanted to speak to women. You know, I just felt like women over the course of my career and talking to so many women and getting their stories out that they were hiding from their stories. They, and you were probably hiding from your story at one point, right? Like, I think it's not just women, clearly men do this too, but I had a kind of a heart for service for women and I wanted to speak directly to them. So I literally just kind of was in that state of, of seeking and asking myself a lot of questions and kind of seeing an avenue that I could go. But trust me, I did not know. What did that look like? How was I going to do that? What did the, what was this going to be? And I was in a state of constant journaling, which I know you relate to. And I was just writing, constantly asking these questions, beating, beating the the drum in my, in my journal. And it was, it was, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, George, but um, I still have the journal saved that I was writing in at the time. And I started having an experience where I felt like my pen was just like someone else was writing for me. I was clearly channeling and, you know, was being guided. That's how I see it and my pen would just write and i would be like what what are these words on the paper that are being written cuz they're i'm not consciously writing them and there was a word that i kept writing in my journal over and over again when i would be in these journaling sessions and the word was light l i g h t and i'm like okay well what's the definition of light and started thinking about that and you know well the definition of light is a couple of things and um, this is not the Weber's dictionary version. This is April's version, but it's, um, you know, basically things that are not heavy. We want, you know, light is the opposite of heavy and light is something that we shine to illuminate the way. And I thought I want both of those things. I want to be a light where I can illuminate the way for other people. And I also want to have that light shone for me. because I would like to know the way, and I just want, the work that I do in the world to to lighten the load for people and it feel easy and light to me and I thought okay if I can just dive into that maybe the the way will be shown and I literally got online and I started writing stories I started a blog and I called it light beamers did not know really what I was doing other than I have something to say, and I'm going to start saying it, and I'm going to share it on social media because my stories are going to make people feel good. They're going to be positive. They're going to be thought provoking. They're not going to drag people down. We're really going to create good conversations around these stories. And so light beamers was born from that. And then what has transpired in those seven years is really the path was shown from there, right? It was the development of courses and content and programs where I could actually serve um, a population of people who really wanted to learn how to to tell better stories, who wanted to tell good stories, who wanted to go there, grow their businesses and brands with good storytelling. And my community was built from there. And today we have a really strong, thriving community on Facebook called the Light Beamers Community, where I put story prompts in there every week. Um, I guide people on a lot of different ways to be extricating stories from themselves and putting out on social media. And then obviously just really beautiful relationships and conversations have been born from that. And a in a really thriving business has been born from that, but it was all rooted in really just desiring using storytelling to, to, to illuminate the way and to lighten people's
1: love. Mm, Beautiful. I heard choice questions, storytelling, community, all the things that we need as humans, regardless of gender, race. And I think it's so important, especially in today's Chaos of Time, to really learn that your story is the light to life, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. And that's, again, it's like when I came up, and again, I don't even know that I came up with the idea, because I feel like it was given to me as a gift. Um, But when Light Beamers came to me, the concept of Light Beamers and the word Light Beamers, I really... That my tagline is like when we share our stories, we shine a light and we shine a light for other people and we shine a light for ourselves. Because, a, a, you know, I know you experienced this because I've interviewed you on my podcast. When you started writing your story, a lot of clarity came to you as a result of that. And that's the light being sh- shown for us. Like it does illuminate our own way. And when we share our stories with other people, much like you've done in your book, you've let people know that they're not alone you know they're not alone there's someone else out there just like them that has struggled but has overcome and their story can be a light to shine the way for them
1: yeah 100 i i think the idea behind this whole entire thing is to really know that your story does matter your it does is, and it does have meaning and maybe your story is not meant to turn into a book or some magnificent brand and that's okay too but if you have strength and confidence in your story that's when you'll flourish the most right
0: yeah yeah totally and it will be different for everybody right like not everyone is going to go write a book but it's just really learning to harness the power of your story and what that can do for you personally and what it can do for other people is the key
1: Mm, I love it let's get into that a little bit so Is there a specific structure that you help people guide through with like storytelling? Um, You know, what is the concept? Because I know I have my own way and it's very unconventional, I will say the least. Basically, I take a series of feelings and emotions and jot them all down and make little mind maps and then start kind of like going back in my life and creating stories from that. I don't really have a structure. That's my own ritual, right? It's very unconventional. You have a conventional method that you help someone tell a story a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I, I do think it's my method might be a little bit more conventional, although I love what you do. And I think that that totally works and, um, everyone will find their own way once you start practicing and, you know, storytelling is a skill that everyone can learn. It's like going to the gym and, and lifting weights and building muscle. You have to practice it. So practicing it by way of writing, journaling, speaking doing facebook lives i mean we teach a lot of this inside my community and one of the things that we do every wednesday is i encourage people to go live in there because some people are better at verbal skills um, and some people need to practice those verbal skills right if you're not good at it it was a way the way to get better is to practice it so storytelling can look and sound a lot of different ways but the the key components of storytelling that i teach is something that i call the story arc Because um, storytelling is generally classically taught to to be in threes. So there's a beginning, middle and end. We see this in the fairy tales. We see this in books. There's a beginning, middle and end. Um, But the beginning and the middle and the end for me, because what I feel like is the most powerful type of storytelling and is the most positive version of storytelling, because you can tell a whole lot of stories out there and it not be impactful. And the six o'clock news does this very well, right? And I know, because I lived it. (laughs) Um, I feel like the most important stories that we need to mine from ourselves and to share with other people are transfer stories of transformation. Mm -hmm. Your story is a great example of that. Um, Stories of transformation. So, you know, I, I looked back through my own career and the thousands and thousands of interviews that I've literally done with people, you know, I would sit down and ask a bunch of questions and do the questioning during my interviews. But at the end of the day, I started distilling that process down. And I thought, you know, I'm really always looking for these three things in those interviews. And so that's what Mm -hmm. I now teach in the story arc, which is the, I'm going to go through them really quickly and I'm going to give you a visual. The before so we always need to have some sort of historical context like even before telling you the story of light beamers i i went back and gave you a little bit of my before because i felt like that was important for you to understand the foundation from which i came from for that that big transformation in my own life to make sense right like it wouldn't have made sense otherwise like oh i just had this really great idea one day to start this thing called light beamers and i'm going to tell people stories where did that come from? It always comes from some place. And it usually comes from a place of usually not always, but it usually comes from a place of um, frustration or pain, trauma, um, disappointment, failure. I mean, a lot of good stuff can be born from that, right? So that's always encouraging to me, too, when I think about people that might be struggling with pain, trauma, failure, sadness, disappointment, any of those things, is like the good news is there's more coming and there's a lot of good stuff to be mined from that. So the before is looking at your historical context of you know where did where did this this journey begin for you and what was it born out of? Um and so identifying that before and then when you the tra- the second part is that transformation. Well what unfolded as part of the journey that allowed you to change that allowed you to morph, that allowed you to gain clarity perspective you know completely change your life whatever it may be those transformations are really important to look for in your story because now you're starting to take your audience on a journey and you're moving they're they're traveling the journey with you Mm. after that transformation you've gone through that transformation there's something i call the third piece is the other side and the other side is like, what did you learn? What is the message that that story now holds that you can share with other people? This is the light shining part, right? This is when we go and tell the story so we can shine the light for other people. And so visually, I liken this whole experience to climbing a mountain. And the story arc is is just like it sounds an up and over. It's an arc. Um, And I like to say the bottom of the mountain before you start your climb, is that before, right? We're standing at the bottom of the mountain and we're looking up and like, I really know there's probably something better for me up there. And I know that I'm going to have to climb in order to get it right. The only way to get to the top of the mountain, unless you're being dropped out of a helicopter is like truly get, get going, start walking and figure it out. And on the climb, You get, you get, you might get lost in the woods. You might fall down, get your knees bloodied up a little bit and that's okay. You're, you're, it's getting you to that transformation. When you get to the top of the mountain, you, you're no longer looking at more mountain you're looking at the vista you're looking at the beautiful view like it was worth it right you get up there and you're like "Ah, oh, i'm finally here i get it now that's why i had to climb because if i had just been dropped out of the helicopter on top of the mountain i wouldn't appreciate this view as much as i do because i actually did the climb right so once we're up there that transformation starts to take place because that's when our shift in perspective changes that's when we we take a different path in life we make big decisions we we start to get out of the muck that we've been in and we understand what the path is forward all of those things and then once you know that once you're up on that mountain it's like going down the mountain you're literally running and you're it's i always say it's like the go tell it on the mountain kind of thing you're running down the mountain because you cannot wait to go tell this story to other people, because now what you now know, you want to share with other people. You want them to know it too. And so when we can tap into those three elements of our story and only those three, right? If you're writing a book, you're going to pull out a lot more details of your story. But if you're just sharing your story with someone in a quick podcast interview or whatever it may be, Finding those moments is going to help you really take people on that journey with you and tell a really compelling story. And it's really that simple. Those three things.
1: We got the before, you got the middle of the chaos or whatever. What did you call the it? The
0: transformation.
1: Transformation and then the, the coming down. The other side. So The, the th-
0: other side. Yeah, that- the other side is where your message is.
1: It's a good little shortening of the hero's journey there. It's a
0: hero's know? journey. Yeah, exactly. Kind of
1: Everything's a hero's journey, but they got <clears> <throat> it. And you're like, this is a lot simpler. So you don't have to understand all the cycles. You know, what's very interesting is, um, you know, I have a six-year-old daughter. She's turning six on Monday and uh, we started recently watching Star Wars, which was kind of cool. She yeah. asked about it and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. She has so many questions and I'm like, I don't know why. Like you have to watch the movie. If I tell you why, I right. find out. And so it's a- anticipatory, but also seeing her grow and learn about life and, I am reminded of the hero's journey every time I am with her because of the way that life is, right? And and how we learn from stories. And it's incredible. And I tell her, I'm like, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. This is going to happen. And she's all like, what? So excited about it. It's pretty cool what little kids can do in life.
0: Oh, it's and it's such a gift to give people, like, you know, to let them experience it because that's them going on the journey too. That's her going on the journey, right? It would be so easy to just tell people what they need to know, but you don't learn it and you don't process. I, you know, I can only make sense of this world, this crazy ass world that we live in, especially nowadays, right? I can only make sense of it through people's stories. You know, over the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything, if I had just listened to the six o'clock news and been fed that storyline, I really probably, I mean, honestly, I'm a pretty positive person, but I probably would be on some serious antidepressants and maybe I don't even know if I would be here, right? Like I might've taken drastic measures and we've seen a lot of people do that. We've seen a lot of people not make it through, you know, mentally. And I understand where that comes from because we've been fed a storyline that a lot of people buy. But if you will actually take the time to talk to people and get their story, how are you navigating the pandemic? What are you learning from it? And you even ask them the questions of the story arc, you know, where were you before 2020? Like, what was your life like through the pandemic? What sort of transformations have you experienced? And what do you think you've learned from it all? Ask those three questions to people and you will get their story. Number one, you'll get the theme thinking about it and you will get their story and you will be encouraged. You will see a light. And it's a beautiful way for us to have conversations with people so that we can understand that this pandemic didn't happen to us. It happened for us. Right. And we can navigate through this with so much more ease and grace and with encouragement and hope and positivity. Like I really am on the other side here in 2022 feeling incredibly hopeful about the future i am not dismayed because i talk to people every day and i see the growth and the unfolding of what's happening as a result of them going through some challenging times like we all have but storytelling is how i make sense of the world otherwise i would be like lay down and want to die you know because it's <clears throat> it's just too darn hard out there but communicating with people through storytelling makes it all worth it
1: no, oh, no, I feel that for sure. Um, If I didn't find writing, I don't know if I, I would be here as well because I plowed through it so hard, trying to control the story, control the outcome. Exactly. Uh, letting it flow, and I think that's where it's so powerful to hear from other people, like that the story does matter, and we have to allow it to unfold. And one of the ways we allow it to unfold is by giving ourselves permission to tell our story. Yes, Regardless, amen. And then was it Brene Brown? She says it in one of her books, right? Vulnerability is. Um, It's like the strength in your life, right? So, like, you tell it's
0: not a weakness. That's right. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people think vulnerability is a weakness. They've been told that. That's what our culture has said. And, and yeah, Brene does talk about that. And it's not, it's actually the strength of your story, it's the strength of what you've been through. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to share their story because there is a need to be vulnerable and sharing your story. In fact, that's how you tell a story. Well, is by being vulnerable and it is hard and it's scary and it's exposing and you feel naked and all those things. And that's real where the real power lies, the real power lies in being willing to be human to human belly to belly, heart to heart with people and like, take the damn, literally and proverbially like, literally take the mask off. Like the mask that we have put on ourselves for so long that says we're perfect. We've got it all figured out. I'm the Marine. I can do this, right? Like all these things. And it's all bullshit. Just be real. Just be real. And Um, And so, you know what? I don't have it all figured out. There's a part of me that's broken. You know, there's, um, you know, there was a big part of me while I had been successful in my career. I also knew like, gosh, there's more. I'm not doing enough and I'm not satisfied. I'm, I'm just, I'm unsettled and I'm frustrated and I'm, you know, I'm getting these jobs and I'm not even grateful for them. Like I had really gotten in an angsty place, you know, because Um, just, just being static is not enough. Like growth is good for all of us and it's good for us to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so putting myself out there and sharing my stories at first, like putting them out there for people to read was like, (laughs) it was a little unnerving because, you know, I have been the person that's been in the seat of asking questions and doing other people's stories my whole entire career. I wasn't sharing my story. That's not what a journalist does. That's not what a reporter does. We tell other people's stories. Yeah. So I had to go and tell my story and I was extremely uncomfortable with that, you know? And I actually, that was when I even came up, like really had to distill this process for me because I knew in order to reach people, if I wanted to build light beamers, I was gonna have to tell my story. And the funny thing is, is I was like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, and I actually had to like put myself in the chair with my with me to interview me. And that's when I was like, you know, these are the things that I need to, to distill down for people and I needed to distill it down for me. So I started figuring out my own transformational stories to share so that I could I could have the impact that I wanted to have, but it was extremely uncomfortable. I mean you know, again, it was not what I was used to doing, even though I've been in storytelling my whole career, but the vulnerability piece is really because, you know, we can speak different languages. We can come from different cultures and countries and all different things, but we all speak a universal language, which is emotion, mm-hmm. you know, and we can speak it without even using words. Like I could start crying right now and you would visibly see in my face and in my body language whether those tears were sad tears or happy tears we we have that emotional connection we understand people at a very visceral human level through emotion and the only way we can share that emotion is by being vulnerable
1: for sure and i think emotions are something that i've learned a lot about and still learning but Essentially, instead of being afraid of them now, I understand that they come into our lives for a reason, literally have the word motion form, right? There's this vulnerability and things. And, you know, there's often a block I hear from people, you know, especially with clients. I don't teach people how to tell stories. It just kind of comes naturally as a coach. People ask. And one of the things people are always afraid. I always hear people say is how much is too much Mm oversharing over over blurb, stuff like that. Where does one associate the two with that one?
0: Well, again, if you if you, that's why I think going up and over the mountain with your story is going to help because it will help you elite, eliminate a lot of details. Um, because if it didn't really happen on the path of that, of that little journey up and over the mountain through to, and from your transformation, it's, it's the story that those details are just for you. Yeah. So there's a lot of things around details that people get stuck in is they want to tell the story from a chronological order. So you'll hear that, then this happened, and then this happened, and then I did this, and then I did that. So we take a lot of steps from our before to the transformation, but I didn't say all of those steps are part of the formula, right? There might've been a moment where you fall down and got lost in the woods. There might've been a moment where you got your knees bloodied, and those are little pivotal moments that you can share along the way, but we do not need to know how you got started climbing the mountain, what happened five minutes in five days in a year. in? like, we just need to get from the before to the transformation. So it helps alleviate a lot of that stuff. A lot of that pressure to tell everything in chronological order. If you're telling stories in chronological order, you're probably not telling a compelling story.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm laughing because when I wrote my book and the editors came back to like, um, we're going to rearrange your whole entire story while keeping it. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah.
1: It <laughs> makes sense to me. Like, yeah, it's because you wrote it from your-
0: In chronological order.
1: Head to your heart, to your ears, or yeah. eyes, you see it, but people understand it. I forget what they said. Something like it goes in through our eyes, then our heads, then our hearts, or something the way it that- It goes we...
0: around, yeah, a different path. Yeah, and exactly. I was like, oh,
1: okay. So- they have It's re- not re-
0: logical, right? Our logical brains want to tell it this one way but our emotional souls need to hear it. We need to go up and over the mountain with you. So we have to take people on a journey and using emotional language. Like to, I always say, my favorite question, favorite question to ask, and you should use this too if you're crafting your own story and you're in the before stage or you're in the transformation stage or you're in that other side, you're down the other side of the mountain stage at each stage, you want to tell people how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel? You know, for me, how did it feel to be going out there and hustling after fire trucks and and police cars and telling stories on the six o'clock news that I felt were worthless? I mean, I felt, um, you know, I felt very much like we were telling the wrong stories. And I felt like, I didn't say this earlier, but I really felt like I was being a channel for bad news. And I, that didn't fit sit well with my soul, I began to have a massive amount of anxiety. Again, at 28 years old, way too young to be suffering from this. Um, I began to drink a lot at night. I would come home and like go to the wine bottle instead of like, you know, processing how I was feeling. I later learned that I was, I am an empath and I was absorbing all of those stories that I was reporting on every day. And I didn't have the knowledge on how to shed those stories from my body every day. Um, and so, oh my gosh, just so much overwhelm, you know, thankfully I had enough, you know, intuition at the early age to say, this isn't for me. And I'm leaving even when everyone in my world thought I was crazy leaving that job. And I was like, I'll tell you what's crazy is staying. That's what's crazy. Right. And I had enough, enough gumption in me to like, see that, but we have to ask ourselves at every stage of the story, how things made us feel. And we have to tell those parts of the story because it's going to help people connect to the story more. So it's the emotional piece. But we tell people we tell our stories often from the logical standpoint, and it just doesn't work.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I can relate to that for sure. Not even writing my book, but also, you know, being in the gym for nearly seven years, grinding away mm-hmm. five in the morning to eight at night. And uh leaving and people are like, why are you leaving? You've been here, you're, you're doing great. And I'm like, cause I'm miserable. Like, yeah. I don't mean that I just quit everything. It just means I'm gonna take what I learned and use it to make it better. And it's still growing now, but um, I've used my story to advantage. So let's say we're gonna get back, I wanna get back into this because I think it's so important now, especially now more than ever, you know, leaving our story, leaving a legacy behind, things like that. Um, we talked about the, you know, before up to the mountain, coming down the mountain, but people are looking to start and they're not really sure where does one start? There's so many different ways that someone can start. What do you recommend?
0: Well, my favorite practice is journaling. Um, So I would say get yourself a really nice journal. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy, but like something that you feel good about writing in get a really nice pen that writes well, you know, don't get a crappy pen. That's going to like half the time, not work and half the time work Um, and create some space in your day. You can start with five minutes. Um, It doesn't have to be hard. And there are days that I get some writing done and there are days that I might get five minutes in, you know, Um, but start with five minutes and just really asking yourself some of these questions and go back through the Rolodex of your life. You can look at your childhood. You could look at your, you know, your teenage years. You could look at your early adult life, maybe college, maybe the beginning of your career and kind of ask yourself those three questions, you know, what sort of transformational experiences did I have during those times of my life? Um, before I had those transformational experiences, what was I feeling? What was I struggling with? What, you know, what was going on and document it. after the transformation, was there something that valuable that you learned from that experience and then document what those, those things are. So again, just document the story arc for you. And you could just spend some time journaling different periods of your life. Excuse me. You could also do this with relationships with people, you know, um, experiences, relationships, um, kind of stages of your own growth. Um, you could take areas of your life into like a pie chart, and it could be your spirituality, your health and wellness, your finances, your career, your personal growth, your development, um, your fun factor in your life, your friendships, your relationships, all of that. So, I mean, there's there's endless ways to start to dissect you and <laughs> the stories that are inside of you. But um, again, I would start with those three simple questions that are gonna help you start to excavate
1: those stories. Yeah, I love it. To me, I mean, I am get all giggly about it because it makes me feel like a little kid. And the biggest thing I learned <laughs> about storytelling and through this process is as an adult, I was so afraid of creativity and storytelling because One, I never had a chance to express my voice growing up. And two, Mm -hmm. I was a Marine. So, you know, your voice never mattered in the Marines anyway. So it's like, what mattered to me didn't really matter. And now that I've shed through the layers and still working through, I think about what really makes me continue to move on no matter how hard it is, is that it makes me feel like a little kid because the world is at play. You know, my experiences, I look through journals, like I, I think about things that made me, you know, crazy as a kid or not crazy as a kid and it keeps me going you know and that's where I just you know heard from you like give yourself a chance create the space and chances are there will be somewhere where you light up something inside that makes you feel like a little kid again to be able to tell your story
0: I mean this is what I had to do for myself you know when I was at that place in my in my life and specifically in my career where I was, I was feeling that restlessness and I was feeling this dissatisfaction, which made no sense to me. Cause I'm like, I'm doing what I love. Why am I dissatisfied? You know, I make a good living. I have this amazing flexibility in my life. Why am I unhappy? Um, and so I turned to my journal, you know, and I was, I was pounding in that thing daily. I mean, nighttime, I would be in there for two hours, just up at night writing and just trying to like find the answers, you know, and truly it's an old adage you know i don't know who says this originally maybe it's even biblical it might be but you know when you seek you will find and so give yourself permission and time and space to seek and ask questions and be curious that's one of the great traits of a storyteller is to be extremely curious and ask a lot of questions you actually should be asking more questions than you are actually talking or writing because asking yourself a lot of questions. And this goes back to some of the prompts that we give inside our Light beamers community. There's so many prompts in there. I ask so many questions in that group to get you thinking of different aspects of your story. I've said to someone the other day, I said, I could sit down and interview you and our interview would last 20 days, but I wouldn't stop. I, am, I do not run out of questions, you know? So because I'm tapped in a thousand percent to my curiosity. Yeah. And so, get curious. Get curious about yourself. Get curious about where you've been. Get curious about where you are. Get curious about where you're going. And allow yourself to ask those questions and give your space to find the answers.
1: It's it's an awe, right? It's it's a, it's a there's beauty to be found in even darkness or even the simplest things. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just wrote about that this morning, right? Like it's like a paradox of duality, right? When you mm-hmm. accept. Life as is, you can somehow find pleasure in the simplest things in life. And uh yeah. curiosity, right?
0: Yeah, the curiosity. And and like you said, like that kid like wonder, you know, like your six-year-old, right? Your daughter, like, ooh, ah, like it, it it gets to be fun. You know, it can also pull you out of a funk. I mean, a lot of us are drudging around with some things that are that are hard and heavy and and journaling and asking those questions and getting curious can actually pull you out of a bad spot.
1: Yeah and also to move on to it. Um, curiosity is a state of flow sometimes, right? Mm, totally. You're just in the zone when you're truly like curious and in, in research <clears throat> or engagement whether it's hiking, skiing, running, whatever it is, it's like you are where you're at, learning whatever you can do and it's and it's an immense state of flow where it feels like time flashes by.
0: Yeah, it feels so good. It feels so good.
1: I, yeah, I love it. Um, so, you are working on some projects here. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Like, you're working on a new book. Is that is that what it is, or or you're yes. helping people create stories to turn into books?
0: Yeah. Well, a little. Yeah. So, our book project, we started this last year, and um, you know, my as my platform grew, as Lightbeamers grew, and as I um, began to build quite a big community with it. I started realizing that one of the things that I really wanted to do with that was to allow that community to serve other people. Like I didn't want it to just serve me. <clears throat> I really wanted to give that platform to the people in our community and, and help them elevate their story in a, in a new way. And so <clears throat> we've done this a couple of different ways, but the book specifically We've done, we've created an author's program where we are walking women through the journey. There's a lot of people out there, right? A lot of people say, oh, I'd love to write a book one day or, you know, I I could tell my story. Or there's also a lot of people saying, oh, I could never write a book. I, I don't have that in me. And I don't even I couldn't even fathom telling my story. And so what we're doing is we're taking women specifically through a nine month process where we're doing the story excavation with them, we're getting them writing, even if they don't see themselves as writers. And they'll say, oh, my, my grammar is not any good. Trust me, my grammar isn't either. I'm sure I've already said quite a few things in this interview that were, did not grammatically make sense. I don't care, right, that we bring in editors editors help us make our words sound beautiful. And we go through the entire publishing process. So we do this as a collaborative group. And each woman is writing one chapter in the book and she's writing her story, right? Her story, not the big gigantic story. Cause you, that's more for a solo book, like what you've written, but it's a piece of a story. It's a piece of your story, um, um, a, 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 a mini transformation that maybe you have been through. and we start to teach you how to do really compelling storytelling. And by way of producing and publishing the book, you learn a whole lot about publishing in the process. Mm-hmm. And then as we get to where we're publishing and producing and putting launching the book, then the women in the in the program really learn a lot. This is the business building tool side of it. You really learn a lot about visibility, putting yourself out there, um, getting out on bigger platforms, stages, podcasts, writing additional books, whatever it may be for them, it opens those doors. So a book really becomes a leveraging tool. I mean, you have a really powerful leveraging tool in your business now because you have a book and I know you're you're writing more. Um, it was a powerful experience for you, though, because you got to tell the story. you know, you got to tell the story. So the whole process really is twofold. We go deep and unfold that story for women and they get the whole experience of being and becoming a published author in the process by writing a collaborative series. So it's not me writing the book. It's not me interviewing them and doing the story for them, which is really what I used to do in my prior life. But now it's like, no, let's collaborate together and pull that story out and you write it. You own the power of it. You be tapped into that. and. Um, the, the results have just been incredible because we have 15 women in this first book and they're so proud of what they've created and they are going on and getting, we had one woman that's never done a podcast interview before. She's now been on five podcasts. Um, uh, we have women that are getting invited to speaking engagements. We have women that are going on to write additional books. I mean, it's opened up doors to them that they would have never walked through. had they not had this little bit of. Know the community aspect of it and the encouragement and the coaching with myself and the publisher, we do this together. And so, we had so much fun doing the first book, which is called Elevate Your Voice, and it's coming out in April of 2022. So, it's coming out very soon.
1: Yeah,
0: that we've already started to work on book number two. And again, because I see things in threes, because the storytelling is how I see the world, I've committed to doing three of these books. I feel like a good trilogy is always a good idea. So we're doing three in this collaborative book series. So we're starting on book two um, right now. So we're finding the women that would like to be a part of that and go through that process with us. And then we'll, uh, that book will be uh, published in the fall of 2022. And then in the fall of 2022, we'll start on book number three. So it's a super exciting project. I'm writing in it as well. So, you know, one of the things that I've always challenged myself in in light beamers is to be my own client and to continue to find ways to tell my story. Um, as I said before, I didn't always get to do that in my previous career because my job was always to focus on other people's stories. And I feel like I've become a better leader and guide and coach when I'm in the process with people side by side. So, you know, I wrote a chapter for this first book and it was a very difficult story for me to tell. And it also has been liberating to tell it. And, um, so just being in that space with the other authors has felt really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can commiserate with them a little bit because I understand what the emotions that they're feeling, because <laughs> I'm feeling it right along with them, you know, so it's, it's been such a cool experience. Um, it's one is I've done a lot of really interesting things in my career. I mean, truly, I've had some incredible experiences as a journalist. This is, this really is, I think one of the, my favorite things I've ever done.
1: That sounds like a blast. I mean, you tell stories, you get together, you get to create and you get to misery. You get all the things together as a community yeah. and you flourish, you know? There's something interesting, something cool, like you get to be part of your process. On Friday, my Friday podcast and my Friday flows are raw and unedited and I do it for myself. Yeah. And it sounds so crazy, but like people are listening because it's real, right? It's real. It's a little edited, but the grammar is probably the worst on the internet out there compared to what I <laughs> Yeah, Um, because it just comes straight from my heart, and I just let it flow. But those are the things that I'll go back to in like six or seven months, which turn into a bigger story somewhere. Oh,
0: absolutely! I love that. I love that you're doing that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I do have one question before we go, and I know it's time. I work with a lot of women and, you know, the health and fitness space and the wellness area. And a lot of them still feel the biggest obstacle I see is that they kind of fall off track and then they come back because they feel as if they have to put everyone else first, mm-hmm. as if their story and their their life itself does not matter. And you work with a lot of women. So what is one thing that maybe you could say to them that would lift up their spirits to to let them see that their story does matter?
0: You know, yeah, this this is this is a deep subject too, because this is a, a really big, 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 big problem with women. Actually, um, is that we have spent so much of our time uh, pouring into other people that we haven't given ourselves that gift of looking inward and looking at ourselves and being appreciative of the things that we have done to find the story inside of us that is really like that. You know, that story arc, that transformational period that we you know been through. And when women aren't looking at that, that's when they devalue their own story. That's when they do not have a lot of self-confidence. It's when their, their self-care is non-existent. It's when, um, they'll, they'll give all their work away for free or their discount, all their work, or they'll work themselves to the bone, you know, without, without the recognition and compensation that they deserve. It's why women don't have a seat at the table. So George, I could go on and on about this topic, Um, but what women need to do is what I said earlier. They need to know, just hear my voice. When I say as a woman, you do matter that you, you literally bring life into the world. Men cannot do that. Women bring life into the world. We are incredibly powerful creators and we have so much that we bring to the table that, that we have a different way of thinking. We do have, we're probably a little bit more tapped into our emotion. And as we talked about earlier, vulnerability does not mean weakness. It is a sense, it is a source of power. So understanding that our emotions are a good thing. Crying in a conversation is not bad. Crying tears means you're, you're willing to be seen and heard and have that release. And so we need to start to harness the power of our story by honoring it. And so one of the things I think all women should do is go on a storytelling journey, do the story work, spend some quiet alone time with yourself. If it's that five minutes a day, do it for five minutes. I think you're going to need a lot longer than five minutes because you deserve more than five minutes, but just start, ask yourself these questions what are where in your life are you proud of you you know this was literally the story prompt we gave in the light beamers community this past week was talk about a story what is something that you have created that you are proud of and i said your children is not you can't say your children because you co-created your children you didn't you didn't do it all alone so what is something you created that you are proud of yeah right so tapping into that i think you know, it's not an easy answer that I can say one thing, but I just want women to hear that from another woman that their, their story does matter. And actually, if you are a mom, your children need to see you sharing your story. Cause you're going to be an example to them. I have a daughter and I am very proud of the work that I'm doing. And she hears me every day in here on these zoom calls and Facebook lives and podcast interviews. And I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm preaching this stuff. And um, I'm glad that she is hearing it because I want her to grow up knowing that she has something to say in the world and she has something to offer and there's great value in that.
1: I love it. That was beautiful. Uh, I think we will end with that. That was so profound. And I think even I can take a lot from that. Even men in general can take a lot Mm -hmm. of that. Story matters. It always matters. Voice matters. It always will. And try not to be afraid. I'll do one quick fun thing. Um, What is your favorite story that you've ever heard in your life?
0: Oh my gosh, what a great question, George. Gosh, I've heard so many stories. Um, Oh gosh, you may have stumped me because, you know, literally, I, I mean, that's all I do is hear people's stories and to pull one out is, is a challenge um, because there's so many good ones. Um, You know, I, I'm going to. I'm going to say the favorite story that I have is my story because, um, talking about women owning their worth, right. There's a lot of amazing stories out there and I've heard everything. I sit down with people and sometimes they're like, okay, I'm don't be shocked by what I'm going to tell you. And I say, nothing shocks me anymore. I've heard it all. Right. And I really have, but I, if I'm going to pick my favorite story, it has to be the story of me and the journey that I'm on, um, how I continue to grow and how I continue to evolve. Um, I'm really, really, really proud of the work that I'm doing at Lightbeamers. I am um, pr- I love the story of Lightbeamers. I love how it came to me. I love that I got curious. I love that I was dissatisfied. I love that I had that experience in my 20s. And all of that is made for a really beautiful story. And I love it.
1: Yeah, and you've created something amazing. So... Um, I think that's awesome and something definitely to be proud of. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the good
1: question. This is a pleasure. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, see what goes on in the future. And hopefully we can connect again sometime soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, George. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Did you just like what you heard? Make sure to check out my book, Nowhere to Go, Navigating Tough Transitions. It's available everywhere books are sold. You can also now get it from me for $1 digitally at theartoftoughtransitions.com, where you have an option to upgrade to a five-day masterclass to really help you break free of the limitations and expectations of the world so you can tap into your true potential. Because what are you waiting for? Life is this magnificent dance that invites you to be more than you could ever imagine, but only if you give yourself permission to be open to the many tunes in front of you right now. Thanks for listening, share, review it, and I'll see you around soon.